Arc Worlds Publishing presents The Guild of Tokens Podcast by John Auerbach, read by Tavia Gilbert. 3. Kansas City Shuffle We bought the island for the equivalent of 60 guilders, an absolute bargain. There was not enough silver polish in the world to remove the red essence from my mother's locket, and after the 14th time I had buffed every arc and curve, I contemplated shutting it away in a drawer with the three stupid tokens it had earned me. But I couldn't, and back it went around my neck. One day soon, I hoped not to remember in crystal clear detail what I had gone through to get it back. But that day had not yet come. The momentary burst of courage I felt when I faced down the rat hadn't taken root, and so I was skittish in my selection of the next few quests, staying within the safe parameters of fetching tchotchkes from random stores around town. It was boring, and I knew it, but I couldn't bring myself to venture outside of my questing comfort zone. Besides, what was the point of this whole exercise? I was still half convinced that this was an elaborate marketing campaign for some new game, maybe even my own company's, and if so, I probably wouldn't even have cared. Any game that spent this much on advertising was probably going to be something incredible. Or a PR nightmare. Woman sues gaming company after catching rabies from rat. <laughs> but I was growing tired of the fetch quests for random junk. And I was tired of watching my stack of wooden and iron tokens grow taller bit by bit with absolutely no idea of what to do with them. Fortunately, good things come to those who wait, because one night when I went to check the quests, there was a new section. D, Quester Profile. I hit D, and a new screen appeared. Quester, Jade Phoenix 42. Quests completed, 11. Tokens earned, 23 wood, 2 iron. Level, 1. Token experience, 27. Level up, 30. Now we're talking... If there's one thing that will get someone to keep playing a game, it's the sense of making progress. It doesn't matter if it steps on an endless, meaningless ladder. People will continue to climb even after their fingers are numb and their wallets are empty. It's one of the directives we received from the higher-ups at work. Keep the fish coming back for more. And now they had a hook in me, too. As much as I wanted to think that I was immune to such tactics... In truth, it activated the same dopamine trigger in my brain like everyone else. Show me that I'm three experience away from the next level, and I'll play all night to get there. I clicked from the profile screen to the quest list to look for something that would get me there in one hit, either a three wood for three experience or a two iron for four. I scrolled through several pages, looking for the perfect quest that would elevate me. Finally, on the fifth page, I found one that stood apart from all the others. Testing out a new shell game in Times Square. If you win, or even if you don't, I'll give you two iron. Come by the northwest corner of 47th and Broadway tomorrow at 2 p.m. I clicked quickly to accept. Two iron for losing at an obvious con game was a no-brainer, and I didn't want anyone to grab it first. Plus, I would actually get to meet a fellow quester in the flesh. Eleven quests in, and I still hadn't made contact with the people whose quests I had completed, or requesters, as I had dubbed them. My standard operating procedure was to have the token sent to the front desk of my office building, 
which was 70 stories tall and afforded me anonymity from potentially crazy requesters. I had to sweet-talk the security guy to be on the lookout for envelopes addressed to Jade Phoenix 42. It took a bunch of cups of coffee, plus some borderline flirting, but he finally agreed. I'm sure he thought the whole thing was a poor attempt at covering up a pot delivery, but thankfully, he never opened any of the envelopes. And after all, this was Manhattan, the land where people hired other people to do every menial task they couldn't be bothered with. Now, I know the quest said that win or lose, I would still get the two iron, but that didn't stop me from looking up all ways to win the shell game or its cousin, three-card Monty. You could just refuse to play the game, knowing that you were going to be cheated, but that didn't seem appropriate. You could delusionally convince yourself that you could follow the correct shell all the way to the end, but somewhere along the way you would miss the trick and lose everything. Or you could just trust your fate to the goddess of chance and guess a shell at random. That seemed to be the best option at the end of the day. I sat at my desk all morning, watching the minutes tick by, until it was 1.30, and I darted out to the subway. When I got to the Times Square station, I bounded up the stairs and into the madness of thousands of people looking up at giant billboards while walking very slowly. Finally, I arrived at the designated corner, which was empty. I looked at my watch and then at my phone to make sure I wasn't late. I wasn't. In fact, it was precisely two on the dot. I pulled out my phone again, trying to access the quest board to see if I had misread the quest, when I suddenly felt something sharp push into my back. I turned and looked down, half expecting to see a bloody knife sticking out of me, but it was just a cardboard box. A sharp box at that, but still only a box. Phew. I stepped back as the box was lowered to the ground by its owner, who I could now see was a young girl who couldn't have been more than 12. Oh, hey, sorry about that. Are you Jade? The girl asked cheerfully. She was on the shorter side, with blonde hair done up in pigtails, big gold hoops in her ears, and a denim knapsack on her back. Um, yeah, that's me. And you are? I'm Polly. The girl stuck out her hand, which I reluctantly took, and she gave me a vigorous handshake. Of course you are, I said. Aren't you a little... young? to be trying to scam people out here? I was expecting someone who looked a little more like your typical grifter. You know, worn face, missing teeth, poorly made leather jacket. She frowned and let go of my hand. I'm not so young, I'll be 11 next week. Okay, okay, sorry I asked. And happy birthday, I guess. So are you going to show me this trick of yours or what? I need to head back to work soon. Polly bent down to push the box toward the Starbucks near the corner, and I walked with her as she positioned it just so. Yes, yes, have a little patience, lady. I need a few minutes to set up. Polly plopped down her backpack on the box and began rummaging inside. I tried to look away to avoid the passing judgment of the Starbucks patrons filtering in and out of the store, but no one seemed to pay any attention to us. So, Polly... You been questing long? The girl looked up at me as if I was her grandma asking how to use an iPhone. Whatever gave you the idea that I was that desperate? Well, uh, because you're posting quests on the board? Right, exactly. I'm paying you, not the other way around. If one day we ran out of money, then I guess I would have to start from the bottom like you. But if that ever happens, shoot me. 
Can you imagine me, a Janssen, questing? Ridiculous. Okay, then. Obviously, what I thought was a simple question was actually laced with insulting underpinnings. This girl's family was evidently a big deal in the questing social circle. But what that circle even was, I had no clue and was a tiny bit scared to ask more. I didn't get the chance, though as Polly had finished setting up, and on the cardboard box were three identical shells painted in bright pink. In front of them was a little blue ball that I guessed fit under the shells. All right, Jade, time to play. Now, I'm not sure if I got all the kinks out, so that's why I'm giving you two iron even if you lose, which you probably will, just going to warn you. I know, don't worry about my ego. So how do I play? Polly smiled. Easy. I'm going to put the ball under one of these shells, like so. She covered the ball with the leftmost shell. Then I'll shuffle all the shells around. Her hands deftly swapped the leftmost and rightmost shells, then further swapped the rightmost shell, which had the ball with the middle shell. And now you guess under which shell the ball is hiding. This first one's easy, so you should get it, if you're not a total idiot. Thanks for the vote of confidence. The middle one. I tapped it twice with my index finger for extra emphasis, and she turned it over, revealing the ball. Very good. Well, not really. That's the warm-up. The one you do to show the mar- er, contestant that they have a chance. Now I'll speed it up a bit to see what you've got. Polly put the ball back under the middle shell and then began swapping at random with blazing speed. Sometimes she would move the shell to a different spot. Other times she would move it right back to where it was. Luckily, my years of gaming had trained my eyes well, and I spotted all of her feints and swaps with relative ease. So when the shell stopped and I pointed to the left one, I wasn't surprised to see the ball underneath. Well done, lady. Most people usually can't follow me that quickly. I think it's time, though, for the real game to begin. The ball disappeared back under the left shell and off it went. The speed was even greater and I felt myself losing the ball several times. It was then that I noticed the tell. To move the shell with the ball required just a little more energy, which Polly's hand betrayed ever so slightly. With that piece of intel, I stopped watching the shells and focused only on Polly's hands. But when I confidently tapped the rightmost shell at the end of the round, it was empty. Ooh, so close. Care to go again? I cursed under my breath. I was not going to let this little punk best me so easily. Yes, let's do it. This time I had the benefit of my hidden edge the whole round, and again I felt sure that I had tapped the correct shell, only to come up empty-handed a second time. Again, I said. Polly just smiled as the shells began their dance anew. Finally, after countless more rounds, I relented. Enough, enough. You are something else. Why, thank you, Jade, said Polly with a smile dripping in condescension. You were watching my hands, weren't you? That's smart, but it won't do you any good with these particular shells. And why's that? Oh, come now. If I told you that, I'd have to kill you, now wouldn't I? I stared at her as she made her pronouncement with a matter-of-fact tone. Just kidding, geez, can't you take a joke? Tell you what, I'll make you a deal. If you can win the next round, I'll not only show you how the shells work, but I'll double your tokens. If you lose, you get nothing. 
Plus, you'll owe me a favor. Do we have a deal? I didn't give it a second thought. Done. Four, the ties that bind. Then the English sailed four ships into the harbor and took it from us. We crushed their navy in response, but let them keep the island anyway in exchange for some nutmeg trees halfway around the world. You tell me who got the better deal. I read too many stories growing up about naive would-be heroes who think they can outwit a demigod or a mischievous dwarf or some other creature, but only end up indebted and forced into their service. Even knowing that, I still agreed to Polly's terms. Ooh, I like your style, Jade. Most people would at least ask what the favor is before agreeing, but you're bold. Anyway, here we go. I didn't think it was possible, but Polly's hands moved even faster this time, and I could barely keep up as the shells whirled around and around. I tried looking at her hands and the shells at the same time to keep track, but it was no use, and I resigned myself to owing this little girl what was hopefully a minor favor, like pretending to be her older sister to get her out of school early. As the shells slowed, though, I noticed a new pattern in her hands. I could still see the extra exertion in one hand, but as the shells swapped places, so too did the tell. It was as if she was throwing the ball between shells, the receiving hand straining just a bit as the other hand relaxed. I watched the pattern repeat itself until finally Polly stopped and the shells were displayed in front of me to choose. The middle one, I said. Polly's cheerful demeanor faded in an instant as she uncovered the shell to reveal the ball. Well, I'll be darned. You won. I don't believe it. I smiled. Neither do I. Now pay up, please. Polly bent down to dig something out of her backpack and then set two iron tokens on the box. Where are the other two? See, the thing is, I never expected you to win the double or nothing, and so I don't have the other two. Well, then I think that you are now in the position of owing me a favor. Polly frowned. I don't give out favors willy-nilly, especially not for this small a debt. Come back here tomorrow and I'll have your tokens. No, I don't think so. How about this? I'll forgive the debt, but after you show me how your little game works, I get to ask you one question and you have to answer it truthfully. We stared at each other while Polly considered my offer. Several times she opened her mouth as if she were about to say something, only to stop short. I was half expecting a lucrative offer to play the game again, but I think she was scared that I had actually deduced the secret. Finally, she sighed and started flipping over the shells. The thing about you noobs, you're a noob, aren't you, is that you think this is all a game out of some Rumpelstiltskin fairy tale. Well, it's not. And ordinarily, there's no way I'd agree to answer your question, but I'm a Janssen and we keep our word. Plus, I still can't believe you won, so I'll indulge you. Now watch closely. Polly tapped the two outer shells together and then took the ball and dropped it in the left shell. She stood back with her hands in her pockets. I bent forward and looked into it, only to find nothing there. Try the right one, said Polly. I looked in that one and there was the ball. But you didn't, how? Watch again. Polly took the ball out of the right shell, tapped the center and right shells together, and then put the ball back in the right shell. I peered into the right shell and it was now empty. Instead, the middle one held the ball. 
It's some sort of false bottom, right? You tap the shells together to open it? Polly shook her head. Any old person could do that, Jade. You should know better than- Oh, I see. What? What level are you? Um, uh, I didn't want to admit that the girl was right and that I was a noob. Nothing was more embarrassing than being that player who had no idea what they're doing and who stumbled around like a fool, playing the game so poorly that their own teammates try to off them so they didn't get in the way. But I knew so little as it was, and if I tried to pass myself off as someone more experienced, I was certain that Polly would not tell me anything at all. So I'm about to be level two once you give me the tokens, I've only been questing for a few weeks, though. Polly hit her forehead with her palm. Unbelievable! Lost to a friggin' baby noob! The girl shook her head, and a look of disgust formed on her face. Look, I'm still going to show you how the trick actually works, but just tell me how you won. Tell me it was blind luck, and I'll sleep a little better tonight. I told her how I noticed the muscles in her hand flex and relax as the ball moved from one shell to the other, and she nodded, a slight smile on her face. All right, I'm sorry I called you a noob. You clearly have some clue what you're doing, and next time I do this, I definitely need to wear gloves. And you're not entirely wrong about the false bottom, but there's only one ball. Here, hold these. Polly handed me the middle and right shells after fishing the ball out first. I looked inside them, but didn't see anything out of the ordinary. Tap them together. I did, and felt a tingling sensation in my hands, as if the shells were now connected with an invisible tether. Now here comes the important part. Polly flicked the ball into the middle shell with a graceful throw, and I caught it, only it never arrived at the bottom of the shell. Instead, I looked down into the right shell to see the ball rolling lazily around the bottom. Impossible. H how? You couldn't have. I mean, I saw the ball go into the middle shell. I held the shells in my hand, the tension between them gone. Without asking first, I quickly tapped them together, and the tension returned, but just as quickly faded. Look in the middle shell again. I did, and there was the ball. I tapped them together again, and the ball went to the other shell. To an outside observer, I must have looked like a crazy person, tapping shells together next to a middle schooler. You done, or do you want to wear a hole in them? Those weren't cheap, you know. I handed the shells back to Polly, who put them back on the box. I give up, I said. How does it work? Well, said Polly, not sure I should actually be telling you, given your level. I mean, the council came up with those for a reason. But a promise is a promise, I guess. She turned the shells on their side so the insides faced me, and then tapped two of them together. The formerly opaque bottoms had changed somehow, a silvery circle in their place. Promise you won't scream? She asked me. I nodded quickly, not wanting to miss out on what she was about to show me. Okay, then. Stick your finger in one all the way to the bottom. I stuck my index finger into the bottom of one shell, only to see it emerge from the other one several inches away. As if not believing what I was seeing, my brain told my finger to move, and the floating fingertip obliged. I broke my promise and screamed. 
Guild of Tokens, written by John Auerbach and read by Tavia Gilbert. Sign up for John's monthly newsletter at johnauerbach.com forward slash audio. That's J-O-N-A-U-E-R-B-A-C-H dot com forward slash audio and receive a free copy of Guild of Tokens Origins. Once upon a time, I was a normal girl living in a normal world with normal friends, a normal job, and in love with a normal boyfriend. Once upon a time, I also clicked a link in a random email, discovered a secret world, completed quests, survived a fight to the death, and found a magic ring. You know about magic, yeah? Real magic? Not wave your wand and say a stupid word magic? Magic is everywhere. It's in the soil, in the water, in the plants, and even in the metals in the ground. It's the most valuable natural resource in history, and most of the world doesn't even know it exists. The first quest was easy. The rest nearly killed me. Arc Worlds Publishing presents Guild of Tokens by John Auerbach, read by Tavia Gilbert.